What happens when daughter and mother become each other? I wish I could switch places with them. Barbara Harris is a teenage mother, and Jody Foster is a middle-aged daughter. John Aston is a confused male chauvinist. You never called me daddy before. No. It's Freaky Friday, a real comedy switch from Walt Disney Productions, rated G. Okay, go ahead. Hold on. All right. Ooh. Hold for applause. Welcome to the potty swap. Uh, uh yeah, this is the podcast. Oh, your cheers. Are you, did you uh, cheers yeah, the, microphone? the microphone? Yeah, I forgot it was there was a cord there. <laughs> Why did you see what I just did? Not only did I hit that, I actually reached underneath the mic <laughs> as if I'm gonna lift it up to my lips. Yeah, let's, no, let's, you... let's move this. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, again, welcome to Potty Swap, you, the uh, podcast where we discuss uh, one of our favorite genre of movies, the body swap movie. Little Swapperino. Little Swapperino. Uh, Kevin Castro. My name is Kevin Castro, and I am feeling orgasmic about being Conan O'Brien's friend. Ooh. Are we? Oh, no, that's the wrong show. This is not I'm, that show. I, I, I take it back. Although I would be orgasmic if I was Conan O'Brien's friend. I mean, yeah, that would be pretty cool. Uh, and I'm JC, and thank you for listening. This is if they haven't turned it off already. They have not turned it off. Um, I would like our listeners to maybe rate our podcast. I think I would that would love be love. Oh, you said rate, right? Okay, yeah, yes. Yeah, you know, I yeah, would love yeah. them to rate the podcast. Yeah, I think that would be good. I think that'd be really helpful if you're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or however you listen to us. Just go right in ahead there and click that rate button. Give us that old five stars. I think that would be helpful for us. Give us six stars. I don't think that's possible. Find a way. <laughs> find a way. Uh, find log into a different account. Rate us the one star, and that would create six stars. No, that doesn't no, sound like that, a good idea. Yeah, throw off that. Uh, give us ten stars. Ten stars feels so. With with uh, our audience in mind, I do feel that mm-hmm. we should be completely transparent. Yes. Full disclosure. Full disclosure. I don't know if anyone noticed, but I may have had a few drinks during the last podcast. I mean, I think I appreciate your honesty and transparency in these times. So, so I would say, what was it, about two minutes after we stopped recording? Yep. I very casually looked over at you and said, I'm going to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to be honest. I'm going to keep us recording well after we're done just on the off chance. Wouldn't that have been such a great ending of yeah. just... That could have been in every episode. We could have just had the puke. And now I know what the surge part of the White Claw Surge is. <laughs> That's right. From uh, not our sponsors, White Claw Surge, we still appreciate you. If they, you, they were delicious. They were delicious, and, and I, I do like to think of us. Not to brag, <laughs> we're kind of the kings of claws. We the kings of claws. Kings of claws. In fact, what I would like to do is take the Kings of Queen theme song and change the words. I haven't done it yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
But I, yeah, that's that's good. Or if the listeners would like to contribute, if maybe you have a better song, then mm. my eyes are getting weary. Back is getting tight. I've never seen that show, so are I you don't know. I, I I never have. No. All right, I'm packing up and going home. Oh crap! I didn't know you felt so strongly no, about I mean, not the really. I King liked of the Queens. show. I, I okay. liked it. I'm sure it's a fine show. I mean, it was on for years. It must have been popular. Yeah. I know uh, Jerry Stiller was on it, right? He yes. played not Arthur. Frank Costanza. He was Arthur. One of my favorite lines when he made the Arthur screwdriver, where you stick it in the a hole. <laughs> you have to watch. The Are you show. sure that's not a Daco Zone drink? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Um. Well, I again, I appreciate your transparency. Yeah, I, just want, I just want the people to know because I, I appreciate care. that. I, I care. I think we can do a little other housekeeping before we dive into this week's episode. Um, you know, we we've been getting some feedback from our listeners, and I do truly appreciate that. You know, people that are listening to us saying, "Hey, that sounds like shit." Or, you know, please stop drinking. JC, get a new co-host. <laughs> JC, get a new co-host. Talk into the microphone after you've had a few drinks. Like, please stop, like, just falling backwards. You know, the usual. We we had a good lean going. I think that's what it was. We, we did have a good lean going. Um, first thing that I got uh, after the last episode that we did, like father, like son, um, I had received an article. It just was posted the other day where uh, it was talking about Kirk Cameron announcing an innovative new television series saying that America's parents are sickened by woke Hollywood. And Kirk Cameron is here to change that. And It's going to put everyone to sleep? Probably. Okay. I think it's a bold strategy on Kirk Cameron's part to try to stay relevant in 2024. But it made me wonder. I would like to see a... I guess it would have to be a biography, but a body swap movie today of Kurt Cameron today swapping bodies with like a woke liberal Whoa. like. See, it's kind of funny because I've been thinking about like different what would be an interesting uh, body swap, especially like you were just saying. But see, I went with more with like a revenge movie. OK. Where they just completely like. Swap bodies with the full intention of destroying someone's life. I like that. If you have a shit ton of money, one of the emails that I received okay. says, Kevin, don't miss this great deal. $4 a month for SiriusXM. <laughs> I did not take them up on the offer. Okay. Um, I don't know if it's worth it. I mean, just don't give them your social security number. Okay. I think that's fair. Okay. What if I leave one number off? That's perfect. It's the perfect plan. Um, we also got a um, we got a, a pitch for a body swap movie. Ooh. This was from John Pimentel Rui Batello, our loyal listener. And um, okay, let me just. I'm just gonna read what he what he suggests. Okay, hear me out. I have an idea for a body swap movie. Starring Zac Efron and Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm listening. Where the two of them get lost or separated from their group. And Arnold Schwarzenegger, who's angry that the young Zac Efron isn't a tough or helpful person. He would have been at his age. Like, oh, if you were on, if I was your age, I would be so helpful and tough. And you're not, Zac Efron. <laughs> and... 
Um, I'd like to thank Arnold for showing up for that cameo. Yeah, it's so it's so the Hollywood single joke you got all the way. I'm just basically doing Robert Smigel doing Arnold hey, Schwarzenegger. Whatever works. <laughs> Smigel's great though. Absolutely. For me to poop on. Oh. Um. So yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger is saying that youth is wasted on the young, and then they go ahead and swap bodies, and then in the end. The Arnold Schwarzenegger character, who is now in Zac Efron's body, ends up saving Arnold Schwarzenegger's, who's in Zac Efron's body. His life, he's getting shot at the end of the movie, killed at the end of the movie, and Arnold decides to give his life back to Zac Efron because he proved he's worthy of the life he can live. I'd watch that. I feel like it's a real somber end to like a, a Zach Efron Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Yeah, but I can think of the score for that scene. That'd be so good. Yeah. Okay. I listen. I guess is Zach Efron just as big as Arnold Schwarzenegger in the Iron Claw? Like he got oh, yeah, jacked, he got, but he's he's had that Dino Bravo build. <laughs> Does that make sense? You know what yeah. I'm talking about? I mean, Dino Bravo whatever looked like that. So. I don't think he was as cut as Arnold, but he definitely bulked up. I mean, I guess uh, I guess it just it, it can work. I think Arnold Schwarzenegger and Zac Efron are two different enough people that it, we can make it work. But when I think of body swap movies, I think of something where like those are two pretty jacked guys as it is. I like the dichotomy of like a chubby guy swapping places with a ripped jacked guy. That's funnier to me in a body swap situation. Than like two jack guys so swapping bodies. That would be just the eating aspect of it, I think, because you know you have to do some sort of a an eating gag. Yes. Although I do think that if you had someone like ridiculously skinny swapping with someone who was jacked, that works. That that could have a a big uh, something. Like he the the skinny kid. The jack guy's in the skitty kid's body, and he goes to the gym to like prove he can like lift like the heaviest weights yes. in the building. Then almost dies. That could be fun. Yep. Okay. Listen, we're gonna workshop this. If you got a shit ton of money, <laughs> that's yep. gonna be a shirt someday. Yep. If you got a shit ton of money, I mean, Hamer shirts coming soon. I I, I can't wait. <laughs> can't if, hardly wait. No, he wasn't in that. He was. He was. He was long. He was long not. Dead? No, not long dead. Okay. <laughs> Well, listen, if you're a fellow Hamer out there, like, don't worry. Coming soon. <laughs> okay, so we we have not yet talked about the film we are reviewing today, and I think we should kind of preface everything and really kind of set the stage because we're not just doing a movie today. We are beginning a journey unlike ever before. I was not aware... Of exactly how much Freaky Friday is out there in the world. <laughs> there is a lot of Freaky Friday. And we kept discovering more. Yes. Like the, the, the initial plan was to watch the original 1977. Right. And then the Lindsay Lohan. Yes. And then it was discovered that I think. I found out about the musical version first. Yes, I think I don't know if you searched on Disney Plus, discovered that there was a musical, yes. um, and then I had actually stumbled upon the fact that there was a Disney TV movie. I had seen a, a still um, of Gabby Hoffman and Shelley Long. 
It was like, this was from a 1995 TV movie that has not been put on Disney Plus and hasn't really been aired since the 90s. And you found it on YouTube. Almost immediately. Like, I remember hearing something about how difficult it was to find. And then within, I don't even think I was done typing. <laughs> and it popped up. And I believe the one that I watched had the commercials. I, I, um, I, so I started watching the one with commercials and then I switched over to the other version that cut the commercials out because the Better commercial quality, the, the, the audio was really yep. bad. I believe I did the same thing. Um, so yeah, so we, so today on, on potty swap, we are going to start with the original movie. Episode one, <laughs> episode four, part one of <laughs> Uh, Freaky Friday, when we're going to go through the entire Freaky Friday catalog. The lore. The lore. Because because we'll, you know, in addition to our main line episodes where we talk about the movies, we'll also dis- do maybe a couple of mini episodes where we talk about the other Freaky Friday things. So, I don't know if I'm alone in not being aware that this was a book. That's, yeah. That was... Not a surprise. I think I remember that it was a book, uh, but I did not ever think about it more than like, oh, it was a book. But I read the goddamn book. So we have the book. Yes. We have Lil Dicky. Lil Dicky's Freaky Friday. And what else do we have? I believe there is a whole genre of pornography. (laughs) Freaky Friday porn. It, well, it's just body swap. They don't really say Freaky Friday, but... Well, they... Legally, I don't think they can. Yeah. Well, I think they could parody, maybe. Uh, they but, sh- yeah. but regardless, there should be much more of it. <laughs> yeah. Allegedly. 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 We're yes. doing it just for research purposes. If, if anybody was to watch this. <laughs> but... Yeah. So yeah. So we're so today. First things first. Before we you know go down that rabbit hole, we're going to talk about or any other hole. Oh, for yeah, that we're not we're not talking about the porn today. Oh, okay. But we're going to talk about the 1976 major motion picture. I have so 70, I have 77 written down. I, Am I, I a year off? So I, did we swap years? <laughs> we did. Um, I am showing... So I also thought it was 1977, but Google is telling me that it's 1976. So I'm not entirely sure. Let's see what Imbida says. I'm always scared about Imbida. Like, I, don't, I also don't have Imbida Pro, so I don't know... 76. Okay, 1976. I am wrong. All right. Well, you I mean something you, you're wrong. You would think that my superior note-taking skills. <laughs> that quarter of a page of notes that so you have. So, here, here's the thing. I'm going to throw this out in the universe. Okay. I think that I should have an intern. Okay. Someone that can take notes that will watch these movies with me and will take notes. So, I'm looking I'm taking applications. Uh you can send it into Oh, pottyswap at gmail.com. Or, uh, I I don't you don't know where you're leading me. On oh, I, I was gonna have you throw out all the other. Oh pitches. yeah, where you can follow us on pottyswap.com, on Facebook, on X, email us. Um, I mean, I would have other places, but we need an intern. Yes, yes. So we we need, we need interns. Yeah. So yeah, please send your resume over to us. We'll check it out. And your note taking skills. And your note taking school. Well, they they have to be good at diction. Well, I don't want to get in trouble. Okay, true, true. All right. Oh, okay, I misunderstood. 
So, okay. The... 1976 Freaky Friday, which again is based on a 1972 novel, um, was directed by Gary Nelson, who directed really nothing else of note. I looked through his uh, his catalog, just a lot of TV movies, TV episodes, nothing really of note. And then it was written by Mary Rogers, who was the author of the original novel. Interesting. Yes. So they hired her for the screenplay, said, hey, make this. Uh, I, I will say without jumping ahead too much into when we discussed the book, um, there were things that were changed and added because even 1972 to 1976, things are changing. The world is constantly changing. The world is constantly changing. That's true. Um, I think we can go ahead here. I'll just give a, a kind of a little synopsis a little plot as to what freaky friday is about for the three people that might not know they might know the 2003 version but they might not know the synopsis of the 1976 version all right annabelle andrews played by jodie foster and her mother ellen played by barbara harris don't always see eye to eye after a particularly frustrating argument on friday the 13th the two simultaneously wish they could switch places, and suddenly their wish is granted. Each discovers how difficult it is to be in the other's shoes, with Ellen causing chaos at Annabelle's school, and Annabelle unable to deal with her mother's domestic duties. The two learn a lot about themselves and their relationship in the process. Glorious. Yeah. I And, and I think that sums up... Like, you know how some synopsises don't really touch upon the movie? I think we've determined, though, just from our previous episodes, that the synopsises do not always line up. I, I feel this one did. I agree. I think it definitely uh, kind of sets the stage. Um, one, of the, one of the things that I noticed immediately just from comparing some of the movies was just that this one really dives into the inner monologue of the... Yes. ...of the other. Absolutely. So, like, we get Jodie Foster's Annabelle. She's already kind of narrating her life in her head. So, immediately from the beginning. Do you like the intro song? It's funny you say that, because that's the first thing I wrote. I said, this song is a bop. I'd like to be you for a day. I'd like to climb into the dreams you hide. To know the grown-up and the child inside. Whatever smile I'd like to see it go ahead and free it <laughs> it is a bop and then about seven minutes in I said I take it back how long is this <laughs> that was such a long intro so in classic 1970s movie fashion almost all of the credits are at the top of the film so they're doing everybody like every ca cast member, every Which crew member. Which does make member. sense because no one's leaving the beginning of the movie. I mean, until we, I guess they hadn't yet introduced the post-credit scenes. Uh, like Samuel L. Jackson doesn't show up to Jodie Foster at the end of the movie and is like, I'd like to talk to you about the body swap <laughs> initiative. <laughs> Holy shit, that would be amazing. I want to write that movie. Finding all the different people that have body swapped and bring them together for an Avengers Yes. Okay, if you have a shitload of money <laughs> and want to produce this, please email us. Call us. Please. I'll give you my phone number right now on the air. 
But yeah, the I, I did find the theme song to be a huge bop. I really liked it. Uh, I was rocking out to it, but then, like I said, it just it didn't did, stop. It kept going. Like when they got to minute thirteen, I was like, they can probably wrap the the credits here. Um, but yeah, I think the the song definitely helps get you into the mood. And then we're very quickly introduced to Annabelle Andrews, played by very young Jodie Foster. Which my note, again, very limited notes. I never realized that Jodie Foster was young once. <laughs> you don't remember Taxi Driver? Oh, I didn't realize that was her. I thought that was Corey Haim. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wish it was Corey Haim <laughs> in National Lampoon's Taxi Driver. Um. Yeah, uh, young Jodie Foster. Like, here's the thing. Jodie Foster has obviously aged, but she's still very distinctly Jodie Foster oh, absolutely. in this movie. Yes. Like, it was kind of weird at times. Almost took you out of it? Yes. Maybe because Jodie Foster has been such a uh, like, prominent figure in acting over yeah. like decades. I don't recall ever seeing the mom at anything else. I'm sure she's been in other movies. She was I I liked her. She was great. I, I thought was like, she Ooh, she's she actually did a really good job playing a kid. Yes. Um I'll tell you what really took me out of the movie. You thought it was the 18 minute intro song. Uh I felt it was when they established that the father played by John Aston was 45 years old in the movie. He was 45. So that's what in in the narration Annabelle is saying. And there's my dad, 45 years old, beautiful brown hair, brown eye. Like, and I I literally stopped the movie dead, <laughs> paused it on John Aston's face, me at 41 years old, and being like, John Aston's 45 here in 1976. Was he though, or was his character? So I'm gonna I'm gonna now look up. John Aston's uh, age. Hold on. And where do you know him from? What was your when you first saw him? I I'm gonna have to go. I think what I remember him most from is Adam's Family. Okay. I think that's what I really first remember him from. My first thought was Buddy from Night Court. Oh yeah. Okay. So, John Aston was born on March 30th, 1930. Um, had I known math would be involved. <laughs> uh, he died at 93 years old. He lived to be 93. Yeah, so he was 46. That's wild. That, yeah. I never feel old. I always think I'm a I very... always do. <laughs> I, I struggle with it greatly because I'm like, oh, I'm not old. I'm pretty young. I'm pretty hip. I'm with it. I got some gray hairs, but I'm I'm fine. And then I see like John Aston at 45. I'm like, do I look like that now? Do people look at me and think of me that way? See, I'm 63. <laughs> so <laughs> I I hurt myself breathing sometimes. Like I, I, I like get a random injury getting out of bed. So I, I feel it. I mean, I I also, that happens to me as well. I just, John Aston was in Return of the Killer Tomatoes. That's amazing. But this, again, goes back to that whole, are they a believable couple? No. Uh, he's out punching his weight class immediately. Right. Although, okay, I'm going to stop again. Because 
John Aston as Gomez Adams, he bagged more to like, uh, like. So was he like a heartthrob? I think he was kind of a. Okay, so Gomez I, Adams was like a charmer, though he was. At least for Morticia, he was like all about her. Yeah. So okay, when and when I say people, I'm specifically talking about my mother. Okay, she's but a person. She, she's a person, but she's one of those people that claim that Steve Buscemi has gotten very attractive in his old age. She she has. I'm, I may he's, be. Throwing, he's grown into his face. I may be throwing her under the bus here on this podcast, but I will say that she like she never really found him to be too attractive in the '90s when he really came out big like in in various quentin tarantino movies um but she has said she goes oh she's like she saw a picture of older (laughs) of older steve buscemi and she goes oh man he's gotten really handsome i mean some people i fully admit some people get more attractive as they age and i think like like george clooney oh yeah silver fox silver fox young george clooney no thanks (laughs) Seriously, like <laughs> mullet George Clooney? No, the silver he does he has aged very well into his silver. I don't think, but I don't think George Clooney. He's always been like the heartthrob. I think a guy like Steve Buscemi, who's not typically attractive, but maybe has grown into his features very well, and like people can appreciate, like oh, like he's a handsome man, or like he's really distinguished. Is it that or the wrinkles hide the ugly? Maybe, and I don't know if that's the case for John Aston, but like. I literally paused. I stopped and I was just staring at the screen because I'm like, he's 45 here. Like, what's happening with my life? Like, life is flashing before my eyes here. And I mean, it, the other problem with this narration, we can, we'll, I'm sure, talk about this a lot more. But Annabelle has a very unhealthy love of her father. There was a lot. There was a lot to unwrap. Is that the my? Am I using good words there? Yeah, okay. we can go with unwrap. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. So the movie actually starts on Thursday the thirteenth, right? Or does it? No, I think it immediately starts on Friday the thirteenth. Okay, I think they were just kind of. I think she was just kind of recapping recent disagreements between her and her and, and it was another similar thing as far as setting up for the. You have a big day today. Right, so let's <laughs> let's talk about some of the big events that are happening today. Um, again, we have found ourselves in a sporting event situation. Yes, which was field hockey. Field 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 hockey, lacrosse, or was it? A... I'm going to say field hockey. Yeah. Okay. Um, field big big field hockey match today. She also had a test, I believe. A big test. Um, then. Uh, well, okay. The mom doesn't have a big day besides being subservient to the husband, which speaks volumes of the times. <laughs> it's very 1970s. It, it, yeah, it, it was a lot of laundry and paying bills and taking phone calls to pick up laundry and make food, and it, it was interesting. Yeah, I mean, not the to... good old days. I mean. Um, <laughs> I mean, not to jump too far ahead on it, but like when we eventually talk about the 2003, I mean, uh, Freaky Friday, and you see like Jamie Lee Curtis's character, like she lives a whole different life compared to what the mom in this movie is doing. That's one of the things that I kind of enjoyed about spending a lifetime watching these different movies. Yeah. Because each one kind of had it, even though it was telling 
a similar story. They all sort of took different directions. They're of in, their time. In, in character decisions. So, What did you think about all the smoking in this movie? There was a lot of it. <laughs> there, there was, was an awful lot of it. <laughs> Again, of its time. But to get to the actual... Am I jumping ahead if I go to the actual swap? Because no, let's they, talk about the... This swap happens fairly early They in didn't movie. waste any time. They, you're right. And it was no rhyme or reason. It just sort of happened. Uh, yeah, they. so the only thing that they say, both at the same time aloud, is I wish I could switch places with her for just one day. In the magic of Disney... The amazing special effects... <laughs> <laughs> they immediately swap bodies. And really, the only things we've determined most about Annabelle is that she's a slob. She, besides doing field hockey, she's also a master... Uh, water skier. Water skier. And is going to participate in a big event for her father. Which is kind of weird as well. Like Com- he, he's He's completely built this entire work event... Around his wife and daughter, his wife cooking, cooking, and his daughter performing well, stunts. Not even at first. The mom got recruited to start cooking late in the film. It was originally like she he called her up and was like, "Honey, I know you're doing other things like my shirts and getting booze, but you also have to go ahead and like cook for like forty people." What? Yeah, it was. Uh... What is he? Is he a marketing? That's guy? the only thing. I... I think it was an architect. No, that was the other movie. <laughs> it, it was definitely something. Um, I don't know if it was marketing or, again, maybe advertising. I, I think maybe advertising. I'm not entirely sure. They, John Aston, he's in this movie a lot for like having nothing to do with the yes. plot. Like. Again, I think it's just of its time, right? You can't have two ladies running this whole movie. No, we can't have that much estrogen like, on TV. Quick, get me Dick Van Patten of this movie stat. Like, <laughs> but once the swap happens, yep, it was uh, the whole explanation. I thought was just beyond weird. Well, it also happens. It doesn't happen in the house together. Like, uh, Annabelle is at, like, the diner yes. with her friend. Eating ice cream for breakfast. What the fuck? I don't know. Kids. And then, Kids these days. <laughs> and, then the, and, then Anna, and then the mom, Ellen, there, she's at home. So their switch happens far away from one another. But she says something, and then she's like, that's not my voice. That's right. mom's voice. Right. And then immediately afterwards, it goes to the diner, and one of the friends says something. She's like... That's not my voice. That's Annabelle's voice. Um, and they must have done that at least four more times with like they, different body parts. They they definitely didn't go to all the body parts though. They did well, actually. Well, yeah. They for nineteen seventy six. They for, for Disney. They did. Yeah. They played it. I mean, nineteen seventy. We're talking about a movie in nineteen seventy six. Where then. Uh, Jesse, uh, Jesse, Jody Foster immediately tries to buy cigarettes at the diner. Like that's just common kid practices. Well, what was the, the? You could get them at sixteen, I think, back in the day, right? I think so. I mean, it was very easy to nab cigarettes even as a freshman in high school in nineteen ninety seven. So, like, 
I think you just have to know the guy. There you have you to know, have the right the right hookup. Have the right color green. <laughs> but uh, no, Ellen now in Annabelle's body. She's talking very prim and proper, and immediately throws you have off a dime, dear. <laughs> immediately throws off her friends. And what I what I did like is the scene where all of the 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 high school kids are like with her, and she goes, "You're talking just like your mother. Let's all do that today, and let's all talk like our mothers." Like I thought that was kind of fun. It was. It carried the story. I, I liked the fact that they immediately wanted to tell people, which I found was funny. They really don't waste any. Like, does does Annabelle and Ellen's body? Does she really try to tell John Aston though? Like, I don't. I think it's more. I think she started to. And he just kind of dismissed her because she's a woman. Yeah, he's like, I'm not listening to this crazy talk. <laughs> Don't forget to do my shirts and do the laundry. Um, like here's the thing: we can talk about the plot of this movie, but there's not a lot of plot in this movie. They swap bodies. They swap bodies. Plot. Annabelle, uh, Ellen, in Annabelle's body goes to school. Um, apparently, Annabelle keeps changing her socks so she can't walk right to get on the bus. She needed her change. Like, I I don't think I put a pin on that. Take two and action. I think that was because she didn't realize it at first to sort of say, oh, this isn't my body. But yeah, I don't know. But but again, it was just so weird with the these aren't my hands. This isn't my foot. Right. And then they kind of use their inner monologue to kind of like get through, which they did a lot of. They did a lot of. And like. And I also want to say taking a public bus to school. Yeah, was that a thing? Yeah, I think it. I don't. I, I don't know when school buses really came into. Uh, well, I guess that would have been a school bus. I mean, you're 63. You should know. Yeah, but back then we didn't really like school ended after second grade. <laughs> we we they sent you to the coal mine. Yeah, I was in the mines, and you know a lot of my friends didn't make it out. Uh, he's actually saying mimes, not mines. Like he was in mime school. I can't talk about it. Right, right. Legitimately, he's I can't acting talk it out right now, mimes. and it's amazing. I'll tell you what; it's pretty fantastic. But okay, so what do we feel? The mom, okay, the mom's duties. She's got to do the laundry. She doesn't know how to do laundry. She didn't know how to do laundry. She didn't know how to cook. She didn't know how to use the phone. But then they brought in the maid. Okay, so this is what I wanted to get to. All the different people that showed up at the house. Does this happen daily? What's going on? Well, apparently so, because Al from Happy Days shows up, which I got a huge <laughs> pop for. Because that was for what? They, they got the, the curtains? Car- curtains, drapes, yes. Uh, put, put the drapes anywhere that there's no drapes. Like, But so she had, what was it? It was the, the laundry machine. Laundry. Or some people call it a washer, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Laundry machine. What the fuck am I talking about? <laughs> the washer was broken. <laughs> she was broken because Annabelle put uh, like sneakers and carpets and shoes, uh, the all the clothes. the The dog was acting up because she kept passing the dog off to everybody. It was real. Was it a mechanic? A me- <sighs> carpet cleaner, vacuum repair. The, there was a. a carpet guy i want to say there was like a mechanic or somebody you're right there was some kind of electrical technician or somebody like that um but yeah there was like eight people in the house and they're doing some real shtick comedy and and this was supposed to be her stressful day 
Right. And and that's what I thought was kind of funny because it's like I don't sit around all day. Like this like you were just saying, this is what happens every single day. Right. And <clears throat> for this monumental Friday, like it's just a real basic bitch day for this woman. Like it should be fairly easy. You would think, but I mean, this is also did what was she 15? Uh, I believe she was 13 in uh 13 to 15. Um the mom is like 35, which again, 35 and her husband's 45. That's interesting. Good for him. Yeah, John Aston, man. Good for her. <laughs> yeah, apparently that stud John Aston. I mean, I don't know. Um but but see th- th- this is one of the points that we were discussing pre-recording. So <clears throat> Annabelle is now in Ellen's body. Yes. And at one point, she goes to talk to what would be her husband, but she calls him daddy. <sighs> okay, let's get in. Let's dive in. And he goes, Oh, you never, you you never call me that. Before. So, I am not one to kink shame uh-huh. at all. Because I like weird shit. <laughs> but. Well, we know how you feel about getting choked. <laughs> <laughs> is that on the air? That... I might add it in. So... <laughs> I don't know. Like, if someone calls me dad, maybe it's because I have kids. Like, it's it's that weird. Makes, that it's does make it weird to me. That's that, that that's gonna like take me out of the situation. Mainly because knowing when someone says daddy, I have to give money. <laughs> well, in both situations, you probably way, have to give money. Ugh, son of a bitch. Yeah, or a uh, bastard. <laughs> um. So. I, I I understand the daddy dom relationships and kink. Um, I didn't realize even going back to 1976. It was again. It might have just been my naivete. No, because it was a Disney movie, and I was like, oh, they're getting kind of. It was a surprise. It was a surprise uh, for it to be brought up, and he seemed to dig it. Oh, he was totally into it. Like he's like, I just went from half to midnight. Like I'm ready to go. Like he's he's like oh shit it's a good thing I'm sitting at this desk with Dick Van Patten right now, but I I don't know like it's again to each your own you do you whatever makes yeah. you happy. You know? But you, I think you're correct in saying that you as a father like yes. a legitimate father yes like it's a little bit weirder for you if you were a daddy and you had a a little or like a sub that's e- yeah I don't even even when like my kid would call me like. They, it's Call dad. me Kevin. It's dad. <laughs> Call you know? me Mr. Castro. <laughs> but yeah, it, I don't know. It, it just rattled my cage. I get. Listen, I get it, and I was I was floored that this was happening in the movie. That's because you were masturbating frantically. I get the thought. <laughs> no, you sent me the Pornhub links. What was I supposed to do? Uh, I was watching all the, I was watching every Freaky Friday at once trying to do like the Matrix. <laughs> I was watching all 17 iterations. See, of mine Freaky was like Clockwork Friday. Orange where I had the things in my eyes <laughs> just force feeding me. I legitimately woke up one morning and I was like, I gotta do more. <laughs> I gotta record the podcast. To to your credit, you definitely worked harder than me in in viewing these episodes, these these movies. Uh, so more power to you. Um, but yeah, so okay, when we're talking about how stupid the mom's day is, I also want to reference how stupid school is for Annabelle and Ellen in Annabelle's body. Her major classes 
are like typing and like <laughs> making dinner. Like it is uh, really some stupid, stupid. I I took typing in seventh grade. Did you? Yes, and it was a a a space. Oh my god! S S space D D. We made a Mickey Mouse. Mine came out so stupid. <laughs> I still can't type legitimately. I type fast, but I'm a two finger. This is me typing. <laughs> That's the exact sound I make when I masturbate. So I just want to be clear: he is typing. Uh, yeah, I mean, okay. I think in school I we had computer class, so I guess that's kind of the equivalent of. Well, you're a young whippish now. Yeah, I mean, sort of. We just when I was in school, being... when I was in school, a typewriter was a newfangled invention. Well, in this movie, it was a newfangled thing for Ellen in Annabelle's body because it was an electronic typewriter. Oh. You got to plug it in, dummy. <laughs> Why wasn't it already plugged in? What is this teacher doing? Well, one of them was out of order, though, wasn't it? Or was that the first one that she used? When she went to use the other one, it clearly said out of order right, right on right, it. Right, 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 um, right. She also had art. Like, they focused on these weird... Art was another big class for her. Because these were all things that girls could take. Only girls. Only girls. Were there any boys? I don't remember if there was any boys in the... I think it... Actually, I don't... Now that you're saying that, I'm not sure if it was co-ed. Because you're right. Because the, the, ga- the field hockey game later on, obviously that's all girls. Yep. I don't think there were any... I don't know if it was an all-girls school. Hey, if you're watching this movie as we're talking, let us know. <laughs> but also, I think you are I think you are correct that it might have been an all-girls school because also the love interest in this movie is Boris. The next-door yes. neighbor. Yes. Boris, played by the young actor who would go on to play Jimmy Olsen in the Christopher Reeves Superman movies. I did not pick up on that. Yep. I was Interesting. like, Interesting. like, who is this doofus? And also, why is he home from school? And what was funny is at one point as I was watching this, my daughter came in <laughs> and she was like, why is he talking like that? Because he definitely made a choice of this nasally. But he brings it up in the movie. Yes. And, and that was one of the things where I, because Sometimes I'll, I'll, like, something like that can take me out of the movie. Yep. If they make an odd choice. Or an interesting choice. Yeah, it was definitely a choice, not something I... I had I had many questions about this character of Boris, because, again, he's apparently home from school, I guess, because of the adenoids that he's dealing... Like, his, his speaking. So, was he a college kid? I was, was going to ask he, you about the age. Yeah, he seemed pretty... Old? Yeah. And then the whole thing about how she liked him, but ever since the incident. Right. That he wouldn't talk to her or anything like that. Correct. So, And, like, also, spoiler alert, he f- ends up really crushing on the mom. Or Which, Annabelle honestly, in the though, mom's you know, body. Something, I, can't, I can't fault him for that. She, she was kind of hot. Well, then you can't criticize daddy. <laughs> I'm not criticizing. If you want mommy, then you gotta get. I am not. Cri- I didn't call her mommy. <laughs> Number one, let's let's state the record. I did not call her mommy. <laughs> and B, I'm just saying that she was an attractive woman. Okay. So if she I was, if I was 18 to my 20s, which I was 72 years ago. <laughs> 
Like well, I said, you're getting older and I'm older. I'm not good at math. Inches and ages. I'm horrible. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, so I'm I'm thinking he could be somewhere between 17 to 18 years old. I almost thought. Well, yeah, I would I my thought was like 18, 20. Like I I thought that he was in college. College is very possible. The boomerang gimmick. I found that hilarious. That was fun. I fully admit. Does it always come back? I don't know. It's the first time <laughs> I've used it. Hey. Uh, <laughs> Bop. I also, like, okay, it's just, again, in addition to classes that she's only, the only actual classes she had was U.S. history because there was also art, um, there was photography class, there was marching band, like, and she didn't know how to use the, uh, the musical instrument I'm that she was playing. I don't remember any boys. I don't think there was. I think you're absolutely right. I think it was an all-girls school. No, I think there were boys in the photography class, though. Were they? I think so, because when she walked in, she... Did they segregate boys and girls? Here's the thing, people. At one point in time, you had to develop pictures. (laughs) And she goes, they they go through this big speech about how you're not supposed to overexpose it. And then she opens the door and puts the light on, which ruins. Yeah. Do you remember having a drop? Like, yes, all the time. That was the only way I was able to get pictures. Okay, so I'm going to ask you this. Did you ever take photos on a disposable camera? And when I say photos, I mean uh, pictures of, I won't say a pornographic nature, but just uh, maybe sexually provocative photos. Did you have to drop them off to get them developed? So, yes and no. (laughs) It was never anything of a sexual aspect. So it was never as if I took a camera and would use it in situations that maybe cameras should or should not be involved in. But there was times at different concerts that I had the ability of having women share things with us that... I did have pictures of, and I had a guy who developed them. Legit, I had a, I had a photo guy. So, you trusted this photo guy then, obviously. Define the word trust. If you mean trust as in I knew that if I gave him any good pictures, he would make himself a copy and keep it and probably display it on the wall at his job, then yes. But again, let the record state... That this was all consensual. Oh yeah, I wasn't trying to. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, and I just with with the way the world is today. Uh, but no, this this would have been like concert flashes and things like that, where it would have been like, hey, do it again for the camera, and they'd go, woo. Go to an ECW show and try to get some ECW. Tits. Uh, I think I saw a corn Olympus get or something. And and again, kids, here's the thing. I thought you were going to explain what Limp Bizkit was. <laughs> Kids, here's the thing. Fred Durst was the lead singer of the rock band Limp Bizkit. So we didn't have these newfangled telephones with, <laughs> with cameras and video capabilities. We legitimately had to go out and purchase. Right. Normally disposable. So I was going to say, I never did the disposable thing. I got Polaroids. 
I, that's, that's I gotta, instant gratification. But see, that's smart because then you don't have, you cut out the middleman. I didn't. I didn't have trust in my film, my photo, my film developers. See, I almost think that that was kind of like the kid on Christmas. You know, you take the picture. You don't know what's out there. You don't know if it came out good. Yep. No, it's true. I I didn't have faith in my film developers, and I was like, I didn't know what was going to happen if I gave naked pictures over to. Well, that used to be a thing too. Like, I guess like you could get in a lot of trouble for that. Um, it was worth getting the Polaroid film and getting a Polaroid I, camera. I applaud the fact that you did that. Um, like I said, I, I, weirdly enough, had two separate developing guys after one of them <laughs> cut me off. Uh, so, yeah, like I don't think Ritz camera's a thing anymore, but one of them worked for a Ritz camera. I, but I know exactly what you're talking Same. about because I am also 92 years old, <laughs> so I was there when it happened. And if, you, if any of our listeners out there have pictures like we're talking about, by all means, send them to us. Send <laughs> yeah, them to for, us. Uh, Get them, get your scanner out, scan them onto your hard drive, and then email them over to pottyswap at gmail.com. We'll do before and afters. We can do <laughs> yeah. then and nows. You know, we're, we're open. So we'll David Carradine it. <laughs> all, I, all I will say to, to book on this conversation is that when I would talk about getting nudes, I was always very proud of it and how hard you had to work to obtain nudes back in the day. Because in the 90s, you couldn't just be like, I couldn't just sext over a picture to somebody. And vice versa, the girls couldn't really sext back either. Sexting wasn't a thing. Didn't exist. Yeah, that's... uh... So if I wanted to get a naked picture of a girl that I was talking to, I had to work for it and I had to wait seven to to ten... You had to physically take it. Or I had to wait seven to ten business days to get the photos in the mail. Hold on. <laughs> I'm just gonna. I'm well, just. I'm putting. I'm putting a pin in this Freaky Friday conversation because I think we've just taken a turn. We have not talked about Freaky Friday in like eight minutes. Be what? Beware. So, you would send them the Polaroid camera. They would take the pictures and then mail them to you. They also had a. They they also oh, had a oh. Polaroid. I thought camera. that you had this elaborate, like, <laughs> think, think of that genius. You're sitting there, you box up the camera, you mail it out with a little note that says, send pics, baby. I mean, that would have been super fucking cool of me. I I had so much respect for you for about two minutes, and now, fuck <laughs> Now you. I'm back to where now, I was now before. You're, now you're a piece of shit. <laughs> I mean, I think I might have created edging, though, because <laughs> I had to... <laughs> I had to wait. On this day, <laughs> you see clearly. Like, you were waiting in the mail. Like, <laughs> and when I got that envelope, like a kid on Christmas opened that up and I could finally come. So, what would have happened if that was intercepted? It, <laughs> it, it would have really. So, okay. <laughs> I don't know how I can answer this because I. At the time, I would not have been 18 Statute years old. Statute of limitations are, are well, long okay. expired. It was all underage people doing this. Oh. So I'm just saying that the transmission of... <laughs> Thank you. Good night. <laughs> we were all consenting, but we were all not of age. So I don't know if I would have gotten in trouble for anything like that. Oh, yeah. Crack that open. 
Since we're talking about children, let's go ahead and <laughs> talk about the relationship between. <laughs> Come on, I was trying to. <laughs> that was such an uncomfortable segue. <laughs> That's that was that was the point. <laughs> Just to be clear, that was the All right, point. Let's pretend that none of this conversation is happening. And uh, scene. We're definitely going to add all this in, though. We can't leave it out. <laughs> but the relationship between Annabelle and Apeface. Who's Apeface, you might ask? Her little brother, who we have not really spoken about in this movie. So, I don't believe... What's, oh, no, there was a little brother in the 2000s. Apeface. Oh, oh, there was. I, in, I was just in, in, like, this has been a consistent... It's always mom, daughter... The brother. dad dynamics change from movie yes. to movie, which we will get to. Yes. Um, which I think is literally done to just help their plots because, like, this is a movie where yeah. Yeah, John, I... John Aston is such a major part of this movie for no reason at all. Like, it's much easier to eliminate a dad character. Yes. It, but then they also add other aspects going forward. Yes, yes. But yes. he's jumping ahead. We're pulling We're that Fonzie. Ahead. We're pulling that Fonzie with jumping sharks. But you know something? I don't care. Because <laughs> um, that was the best fucking episode. So you are a pro, you're pro jump the shark. Without it, we wouldn't have that saying, right? That's true. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Point taken. Although, no, all seriousness, the Fonzie dance. <laughs> That was the best episode. <laughs> and the one with Mork. Okay, agreed. Agreed. Um, so, yeah. The Coming re- up next on the Happy Days <laughs> podcast. <laughs> um, the relationship between Annabelle and then the mom. So, Annabelle in her mother's body dealing with Ben, a.k.a. Apeface, the brother. Uh, she hates her brother. She calls him Apeface. And... Um, despite their chafing against one another, uh, when Annabelle and her mom's body has to go pick up Apeface from school, she reveals this shocking thing that, like, the brother loves her. Yeah, it, it was one of those touching moments. Was it? I think that's what they were going for because they... Pretty much did that in all of the Freaky Fridays. You're right. Where, where, where they had this moment of, I don't understand why she hates me. I love my sister. She's the coolest. She's swell. And it, it was almost like the, I'm I'm super neat, but that's just who I am. So I feel like that was kind of like the 1970s, like. Yeah. I don't know. I try to hate her, but I can't. And then they become best friends. Best friends, right away. Like, very although quickly. that baseball scene was pretty fucking funny. So I, I thought it was like we get there. I know, like the screen, the screenwriter, the the author of the original book. She's like, ah, man, if we're doing a field hockey scene, we got to intercut this with like a baseball scene. We got to get both both people playing sports. Like I guess because Annabelle's a really good sports player. Like she's killing it at baseball, but then. Ellen and Annabelle's body sucks at failed hockey, and she keeps on getting fucked up. And I think that was kind of like uh, a lot of times in movies we expect someone to do really well. Like, pull it out at the last moment. And they just were like, nope, fuck that shit. Well, so in in Family Switch, we saw 
that Jennifer Garner and her daughter's body blew the big game. But for being compassionate. But then they won at the end for compassion. Yes. So it all worked out in the end. This And uh, in uh, 18 again, there was the big race, but the kid got put back in his body for the race. Yes. So he was able to compete as himself. And then in... What was the other one we watched? Like Father, Like Son? Thank you. <laughs> In that one, that was a race too, right? Yes, but he he fucks up. He drops the baton, the baton, but then scoops it up, and and right, yeah. So in this movie, though, so back, so going back further to 1976, there is no like last minute save. Nope, this was just nope. You lost. She fucked up. You fucked up, and she got beat the fuck up too. Well, that's what I thought was kind of funny, too, is how, like, the whole plan was, let's kick this girl's ass. Right. Because she was supposed to be the best player. So they legitimately just... They fucked her her And the coach is all for it. And, like, I guess that's Ellen's way of learning how difficult her daughter's life is. Yeah, because I think between that and, like, the whole dynamic of you have to be smart but not too smart you have to be good at sports you have to know how to type you have to know how to read a out of order sign to not plug a computer or typewriter into uh, a wall uh, you, <laughs> you have to know you have change in your socks you have to know that there's ice cream in your mouth you have to know that you uh, have to know that your husband is fucking the secretary that was weird. That was weird, that, right? That got like real weird, especially like the outfit change. That was his, that actually that gave me a rig LOL moment. Oh, I think you can say a huge erection. Both. <laughs> when she came back into the room in like a trench coat in her hair, like up, like that was great. I know what gets you going now. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I love a beautiful woman. I love a beautiful woman with her big curves and her beautiful hair. But I'll tell you what I love even more. I love I love when a girl puts on a turtleneck. I love when she covers everything. Covers up. everything from head to toe. I want everything left in my imagination. I want her in gloves. I don't want to see a piece of skin. I'm going to put this girl in an igloo. I'm not even going to look at her. I want her in a full body condom that I cannot get into. It is wrapped for her pleasure. I'm talking overalls. I'm talking snowsuit. If she's not in a parka, I want her to be la parka. Like, I want... (laughs) What the fuck? I, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's happening. <clears throat> this is what happens when we're sponsored by White, White Claw, Claw Surge. Surge. <laughs> oh, yeah. White Claw Surge. What a, this natural lime does not taste all that natural. Because it's the Surge. If it was without oh. the... The Surge ups the alcohol content of the bottle. Let's just get to the end of this movie. It doesn't okay. matter. Okay, so... One of my favorite parts... Okay, please. Because in my head... I'm like, I know where this is going. So the husband keeps talking about his daughter's going to do the water skiing. Yes. I'm thinking the wife's going to water ski. She's going to be fucking Um, amazing. Right. 
I was not expecting. Like I, I figured like last minute they were gonna do the old switcheroo, like switch back into their bodies. Am I jumping ahead too? No, far? no, no. no. Let's, okay. let's get let's get into it. Let's get into it. Because nothing so, else happens of note. So Annabelle, Boris, and Ape Face, Ape Face jump in the Volkswagen Bug. Right. And they're trying to get the food that they've completely destroyed. Yeah. To the father's event, which I still Marketing don't know what this event on a raft in the middle of the ocean in the water. So they're flying. The police are chasing after them. Is Annabelle, this a California movie? It's got to be. It's got to be. I mean, it was clearly filmed in California. I don't see water skiing in Massachusetts. I don't see water skiing in Rhode Island. True. I don't see water skiing. I don't see water skiing. <laughs> New Hampshire, I think I have. Okay, that's interesting. But there's no way this took place in okay. New Hampshire. It's a, it's, it's a, I mean, it's clearly filmed in... Any of our listeners water ski? Let us know. Let us know. <laughs> um, yeah, it must, it must be a California movie, but this yeah, because this chase scene is very... Oh, and it was funny because, again, I was watching this with my daughter... And we, we were both like, hey, that's Grand Theft Auto when they're driving through the the, uh, the thing there that looked like Grand Theft Auto. Great fucking description I just gave. But anyway. <laughs> well, because the entire... Okay, so what you're building upon is the fact that this is a chase scene. Yes. The cops are chasing down uh, Annabelle and Ellen's body, but then halfway through... They switch. Which is interesting for a... We haven't seen this. But I was expecting it to be the... Like you were just saying, the regular switch where they just go into the body back to where that's supposed to be. No. These fuckers changed the act. So now the kids drive on the fucking car. Yes. And the mom... Is jet ski. Is water skiing. Total swerve. I didn't see it coming. Also, there's no rhyme or reason for why. Like, they, I think they might have said it again in unison. Like, I wish we could go back. To, yeah, like, there was there was really a, a, to go to our parameters. Right. Again, I don't mean to jump ahead. No, there was no sense of urgency. Right. There was no rhyme or reason as to why they the switched. Switch happened. Yep. It just happened, which I guess would be the actual freaky of the Friday. Right. Because we, the only thing we've established is that it's Friday the 13th, and that's creepy. Bad. I thought that but was it's, bad luck. Well, yeah, and it's also pre-Jason Voorhees. Was it, though? It was. Uh, Friday the 13th was 78. So, And this was 76. Unlike in, the movie, in the book was 72. So it was. I guess Freaky Friday has always just been a superstitious thing. I didn't know that. Or Friday the Thirteenth, rather, but yeah, I um, always knew that it was kind of like the bad luck day. Yeah, Saturday the Fourteenth. You ever see that movie? <laughs> no, that was pretty fun. Okay, all right, but we're not talking about. That right <laughs> we're now. not doing a Friday the Thirteenth podcast. Okay. Uh, so yeah, so I did really enjoy the fact that they. Yeah, I was not expecting that at all. And the chasing between the cops and Herbie the Love Bug, Keystone Cops. Like all sorts of the okay. There's a scene where in there in the uh, kind of the like Grand the, Theft Auto part, the Grand Theft Auto <laughs> like sewer like gutter alley world, yeah. and the cop car goes and splits in just two. So the listeners are aware, both of us at the exact same time moved our hands as if it got split, as if you guys can fucking see us. But that's beside the point. Yeah, it was between that and the the, the driving over the bridge. Yes. That stunt work though with the good. people jumping it was over. Good stunt work. Yes. 
It was really good. And you know that wasn't any CGI bullshit. These were real motherfuckers getting out of the way. Unfortunately, the same cannot be said for the water skiing on the green screen. Wait a second. <laughs> Are you telling me she wasn't really? I mean, there were a couple of scenes of clearly a stunt double on the the water. Have you seen? Put a pin in this. One. Okay. Have you seen the Wonder Woman? Like, remember the 1970s? Linda Carter, yeah, yes. of course. Where she skateboards after the car? <laughs> Have you seen this? Uh, yeah. I, uh, and it switches to the black male stunt double that's skateboarding. <laughs> oh, my God, yes. Uh, but, yeah, so Anyways. besides the, the, the wide-angle camera shots of showing, hey, there's a boat bringing a, a, eventually not just a, a water skier, but eventually in an, uh, like a, a hang glider. Like a parasailing. A par- thank you. Yeah, parasailing. Um, I, I don't know sports. <laughs> I don't think that's a sport. How can it not be? You're outside. <laughs> sports happen outside, right? Case closed. Yeah, so um, th- th- props to the, the car chase, because I do feel like all the stunts in the car chase were really well done. Yeah, if you're going to watch this movie. And then it ends with the car kind of jumping into the water. Into the water. Which, for years, I used to have a dream every single night that I would drive into water. What? Yes. Every single night. I would say for probably about six, seven years, at some point, I would drive a car into some sort of body of water. Whether it was off of a bridge, whether it was into the ocean, whether it was into a cranberry bog. <laughs> there was one time where I was on one of those water, like the log rides, but I was in a car. So any psychiatrist out there that might know what that means, <laughs> by all means. And if you are a psychiatrist, you obviously have a shit ton of money. <laughs> Fund our movie. Buy our hammer shirts. Buy, yes, help produce our hammer shirts. I thought you said a hammer at first. Stop. Hammer time. Hammer time. Oh, okay. We're we're <laughs> cooking now. We are cooking. Um so the movie's basically over. Yes. End credits. Like they have a very quick scene where Annabelle and Ellen kind of bond. Didn't she clean her room? She did clean her room because now Boris is totally into her. Yeah. Which that was kind of, we kind of glossed over that, but Boris did kind of have the hots for the mom, but then all of a sudden had the hots for the daughter. Which is also kind of creepy because if he was, he he'll take either one. We we watch the Pornhub, so we know how it works. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the one thing to kind of cap this movie to put a to close out this movie is a tease for a movie that never comes. Yes, which I feel like they did that a couple of times in. Yes. It's an ongoing theme where now Ape Face and Buddy from Night Court, a.k.a. John Aston, handsome 45-year-old dad, start to argue, and they end it with, I I wish I could live your life for for just one one day. day. We're going to nail that at some point. Eventually, we're going to get there. uh, And that day will be the day that we swap bodies. Oh, shit. So I guess that would be Freaky Saturday in the sequel that never comes. Sassy Saturday? Ooh, no, that's I I don't know. If sassy. Squirrely Saturday? No, I don't know. I don't, 
I don't know. We'll have to workshop that. Yeah, we, we gotta. Would you have liked to have seen a sequel with John Aston switching bodies with a seven-year-old boy? Is I there pro- anything? Is there anything to get from that? See, I don't really. Yes. Oh, okay. As I punch my microphone. <laughs> hey, there's cords on these things. Who would have thought? So think about this, right? You're seven years old. You switch bodies with your dad. You're at his job. You're fucking his secretary. You're fucking his secretary. Like, think of think of like the shenanigans that you can do. Like in his job, just yeah. in general. Yes. But put a pin on that. You're a grown ass man. Now you're a seven year old boy. I'm fucking playing with Legos. I'm G.I. Joe in it. So it might not be the most cinematic movie, but it's a fun This concept. is a fucking dream. It's a dream for an old man to be in a child's body like that. Well, let's change the wording of that. <laughs> I didn't say inside. You said in a child's body. No, okay. we do not condone okay. anything like that. You're right. You're right. I did. So that is Freaky Friday, 1976. Thank you. Good night. Um, okay. So I think as we dive into the Freaky okay, Friday world. If we have to rate them. Right. So right now we can only really rate the first one. Well, I thought we were doing the body swap. the sense Oh, of yes, 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 okay. yes, 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 yes. You're right. Our, our regular thing that we've been our, doing for previous, thing, yes. previous episodes. Yes. Let's start with... For those who aren't actually watching, my hand was moving in a Yeah, very, and I understood... And I'm, and I'm doing it again. Instinctively, though, I knew exactly what he was saying by his hand movements. <laughs> Sense of urgency, zero. Zero. There's nothing urgent about it. Also, because I guess the fact that they call it Freaky Friday, and they really just kind of say, I wish I could just know who you are for just one day. Do you know what's sad? It wasn't until this exact moment that I realized that it was very specifically for just one day that they would have switched back. But <laughs> that leads but that leads us that makes me sad. But that leads to a sense of urgency to also the actual switch. So you don't need since you know it's gonna be for one day, there is no sense of urgency. The actual switch Zero for garbage. Complete garbage. It was just a little boop, 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 and then a whole lot of talking about how this wasn't my hands, my feet, my boobs, or whatever. Right. Like, there was... I, I can appreciate... And, and at least in now, as as annoyed as we were in 18 again, where there was really no rhyme or reason for why George Burns swapped bodies with his grandson, I can appreciate that they still took a little more time to, like, try to find a way to switch back or race to try to get back in each other's bodies. Is this the... First? I think it's the first. Is this the birth? This of is the, body the birth. Stuff? So I got to give it some credit for the for the just the concept of it for the conception. Okay, for the birth. But it's not the ex. But the execution, I feel, is important. Oh, the execution was the shits. So you're so you're giving it a little more credit. But I will I will give it a respectful bump because without this movie. This movie right here, we don't get any of this other shit. You're you are. We correct. wouldn't have a podcast. You're correct. We would not be talking. I would not be punching a microphone right now. <laughs> it's the microphone owe you money? I am not saying I would not be drinking a white claw. 
actually, you know, I, maybe I wouldn't be. What's to say? Maybe that's the whole butterfly effect of body swap movies. What's to say that if Jodie Foster and Barbara uh, Harris Harris didn't switch bodies, that someone wouldn't have said, "Hey, let's make a fruity drink, call it White Claw, we'll throw a little little <laughs> surge in it." That 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 was the sound that effect was, of surge. That was the surge. Surge actually. Okay, interesting. It's new information for me. I've got to pass on any future I, White Claw surges. I watched a documentary on how they were made. Oh, well, I'm going to not drink those anymore. Uh, so, okay, so what is your, so you're giving it a bump. What is your bump, what are you bumping it up to? A one. Okay, Okay. I was expecting a little bit more. No, no, okay. it was, it was, I mean, for its time, eh, but we're not in its time. We're in my time. So. And time is valuable. That's true. So the portrayal of the swap. So uh, Jodie Foster uh, or Annabelle playing Ellen, Ellen playing Annabelle. See, I don't really think Jodie Foster changed it up at all. She was still, I mean, to me, she's still a 40-year-old woman. She's just shorter with braces. <laughs> Although now she's like a 60-year-old woman. Well, so am I. <laughs> You're a 60-year-old woman? I am woman. a 60-year-old woman. But what I'm saying is she just didn't really change Barbara Harris, on the other hand. She she nailed she, it. Yeah, she was like the, we didn't touch upon the rock and roll music that played yes, throughout. Yes, you're right. And the dancing and stuff. Um, yeah, I think that she did a very good job at portraying. She portrayed a great kid yes. but i do not think she portrayed a great jody foster no not like, at all she i don't think they really inhabited one another's bodies but barbara harris played a great like young kid i would argue she didn't portray a great mom yeah that's fair okay so i'm gonna i think i'm gonna give it a a, a four Right. And that's strictly for Barbara Harris. Okay, yeah. I think she did a really great job of playing a young I would agree with that. Kid. Yeah. But, um, but not necessarily her young kid. Right. Not No, not at all. She did not play a good Annabelle. No. And, Anna, and Annabelle didn't play a good Ellen. Uh, so I'm giving it a four strictly on the performance of this woman who did a really fun job of playing, like, I'm a flighty, fun kid of the 70s. And I wonder... I, I'm. I, I don't know what those words were. They were, they were words. <clears throat> no, they were sounds. Let's, let's be honest. They were sounds. Was that her choice or was that the direction that was given? I don't think in the 70s a lot of direction was being given. I think it was just like, just get your lines out there and do your thing and let's wrap this okay. up. Um, and again, I could I, I could be speaking out Barbara of Barbara Harris, if you're listening, it's your life. Um, hold on. I, I, I don't want to say... I don't want to say yes or no. Castro's on it. Am I, though? I, I mean, you'd like to be on Barbara Harris, maybe. I, I wouldn't mind it. Well, if, unless she's dead, then I have to. Oh, she was uh, Cary Grant's wife? Holy shit. Hold on a second. She, she is... That, she, she died at age 83 in 2018. Wait. What? She was 83 years old. She was married to Cary Grant. That's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, that, that's a, a good bragging right there. Good for her. Hold on while I read this this whole thing. You guys entertain, <laughs> entertain yourselves. Do, 
I, I think it would be great if we just read silently to ourselves <laughs> for 45 minutes. We have the intro. It's just silence. <laughs> just quietly reading to ourselves. You just, you kind of, you hear me whispering. I still have to kind of read I mean, you just might have stumbled upon a new ASMR episode oh, that we could awesomer. do. Awesomer. Awesomer. Uh, older Barbara Harris was a fox. She I, really did age very well. A little too well. <laughs> did you just call her a tool? What? But that was the original Freaky Friday. Yeah, that was the original Freaky that, Friday. This is what started it all. This this is... Think of all the body swap movies that are in creation. That, mm-hmm. And it's all from a book that I was not aware of. Right. Which... Uh, we'll talk about it uh, next time, but it wasn't a very good book. Uh, but we'll 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 put a pin in that until next time. Uh, also, our our rankings of Freaky Fridays has to kind of default right now to number one being this oh, yeah. movie. Right? Yeah. Like, right now, this is the best one because we haven't best, talked about the others. This is the best Freaky Friday movie there had ever been. In 1976, been. this was the best fucking body swap movie ever made. Ever made. <laughs> One hundred and ten percent. So, okay, we're going to continue this. We're going to keep the party going. You can go ahead and listen to our previous episodes. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, pretty much anywhere you can get a podcast. You can get us. Um, I would suggest, again, rating us would be a great thing. That would be swell. It will it will help us exponentially if you just kind of said, hey, this is a fun podcast and rate it. And tell your friends. And tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your mailman. Email um, man? Is there an email man? In my head there is. There's mailer demon that I always talk to when I send an email to a guy that, uh, that's a demon. I don't want to fuck with yeah, that. No, we don't. We don't mess with the occult. <laughs> or do we? Find out next time. Uh, okay, so yeah, we'll we'll wrap this up for now. Uh, again, find us all on all those places. You can find us on pottyswap.com. Email us at pottyswap at gmail. I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why I high-pitched that so much. That's, just, that's the address now. <laughs> that's the address. Pottyswap at gmail.com. <laughs> And uh, thanks for listening. That okay? We're just that this awkwardly descending. Yep, okay. we're just gonna end it. <laughs> we, we can put in the conversation about David Carradine. We're yeah. we're definitely gonna put in that conversation about David Carradine. I'd like to be you for a day. 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 Here's my thing. Uh-uh. I've never tried the whole choking thing. Okay. Like with a rope, or I mean, just, or just just in general. I've never because my concern is that I'm gonna fucking love it. <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you right now, I don't mind getting choked.